Well, we are in a series here about our benefits in Jesus and been talking specifically these last few weeks about healing. And so today I thought maybe I'd, I'd start with something a little more, a little fun. I won't say more fun, but I start with something fun. Um, so I came across these, these hospital forms that these are, these are actual doctor's comments on these hospital forms, okay? And I, I found them kind of amusing. I thought I'd share them with you. Um, I'm going to read about 10 of them here. On the second day, the knee was better, and on the third day, it disappeared. <laughs> the patient is tearful and crying constantly. She also appears to be depressed. I wonder what gave it away. Discharge status, alive but without my permission. I like this one. The patient refused autopsy. This next one says, the patient is numb from her toes down. So just her toes were numb. While in ER, she was examined, X-rated, and sent home. It's a very judgmental hospital. Rectal examination revealed a normal-sized thyroid. That seems like a long way to get to a person's neck. Large brown stool ambulating in the hallway. Last one, patient has two teenage children, but no other abnormalities. <laughs> Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Two teenagers is enough. Trust me on that one. All right. Well, we started, uh, you know, talking about healing a, a few weeks ago here. Um, and, and we started talking about how God wants us well. How many of you believe that God wants you well? Amen. Okay, and we can pray and believe for healing the same way we pray and believe for forgiveness of sin. Did you know that? Because both are benefits of our salvation, right? And we would never pray this way for forgiveness of sin. We would never say, God, I know that you could help me not to sin, but I don't know if you want me to not sin. Have you ever prayed that way? No, and we don't have to pray that way for healing as well. But we can pray, God, I believe you want me well. I come into agreement with your word, with your will, with the finished works of Jesus. And by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. We can pray that way with confidence and faith because of what Jesus did on the cross. I'd encourage you to pray that way. I think that's the prayer of James 5.15 talks about. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. Right? That scripture, just another example of healing and forgiveness in the same scripture. We've talked about lots of those. Okay? But if God wants us well, then why? Then comes the why questions, Right? Well, wait a second. If God wants me well, why do I still get sick? Why, why am I not healed? 
right? Why, why did this guy not get healed and that person not get healed? If God, if God wants us well and he's able to do it, why doesn't he just heal everybody right now? Have you ever asked those questions before? I asked one of those questions this morning to the Lord. I did, this morning. Um, and, and so last week, we, we tried answering some of, we started to try and answer some of the whys, beginning with faith or lack of faith and unbelief, right? How both can be factors in someone not getting healed. We talked about how it's possible to have faith and unbelief at the same time, that you can believe in your heart that God wants you well and you believe the word of God. You believe what Jesus did on the cross. But sometimes we let the circumstances, the outside circumstances around our sickness influence us, right? When we give more weight to the circumstances and to the doctor's report and to our senses and the way our body feels and the news, and sometimes that allows fear and unbelief to cancel out our faith. And we've talked about that's the labor of faith. It's to war against unbelief and anything that contradicts the word of God. That's the labor of faith. Right? So we can enter into the rest of God. Who remembers what the rest of God is? The rest of God, his provision, his finished works. Amen? Okay, so today we're going to continue to try and answer the why. And we're going to look at four more reasons that people can get sick and people can stay sick. Okay, and I just want to remind you again, like I did last week, this list is not exhaustive. There are other reasons people don't get healed, okay, and and other reasons people get sick, but I believe that these are the most common uh, uh, reasons. Okay, are we ready to go? Okay, let's pray. God, I just thank you so much for for being here today. I thank you for your presence. I thank you what you've already done. I I thank you, God, that you've already healed us. And I believe that, that physical healing manifestation has already happened today. So we thank you for that, Lord. And God, I just pray that, that we're going to be able to receive your word that we're going to hear your heart, that we're going to hear your voice, and that nothing is going to stop us from receiving your word and receiving, God, all the benefits that you have made available to us through your son, Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So the first one I want to talk about, okay, and so this is a common reason that people get sick and stay sick, is sin. It's because of sin in our life. This is one that we don't like to talk about. Okay, and I think the reason why isn't because we feel uh, convicted necessarily, but I think it's because more of that unfair judgment that happens in the church around sickness and people being sick, right? And, and so there's been some accusation and some blame, okay? But we still need to recognize that sin is a factor. And the example that it shows in the Bible is in John chapter 5, okay? And this is where Jesus heals the man that's paralyzed at the pool of Bethesda. How many of you are familiar with that story? Okay, quite a few of you. So, so Jesus heals a man at the pool of Bethesda. And look at 5 verse 14. 
Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. Okay, so there are consequences to sin. You can open the door to sickness through sin. And so Jesus says to this guy, go and sin no more, or the consequence next time is going to be worse than the sickness that you just had. Okay, so in other words, he was paralyzed because of the sin that was in his life. Sin is a factor in sickness and healing. But this is what I want us to see in this story. Okay? This sickness was brought on by sin, but Jesus still healed him. Isn't that amazing? What a Savior. What a God. We're saved, we're healed by grace. By grace. There were many people sick at the pool that day, but Jesus chose him, even though it was sin that brought sickness into his life. Jesus chose him because God still wanted him well. That's encouraging. That's exciting this morning. Amen? You know, I can relate to, I can relate to this, sickness through sin. About three weeks ago, I was feeling very run down. I was feeling very run down, and, um, you know, I just knew that if I wasn't careful, something was coming, okay? I was feeling very run down, and, and by the end of the week, I had, I had a basketball game at 9 o'clock Friday night, and then another game, 9 o'clock Saturday morning, okay? And I knew, I knew I was not supposed to play in those games, but because I know better, <laughs> I played in those games. I played in those games. And it took all the energy that I needed to fight whatever was coming. And by Monday morning, I was sick, sick, sick. Like gross sick. Right? And right away, I was, I was like, God... And before I could even finish the sentence, you disobeyed, <laughs> right? And so I believe 100% that, that I allowed that sickness into my life because of my sin, because of my disobedience, because of my rebellion, because I think that I know better. And when I said, when I said, I knew that I shouldn't play in those games, do you know why I knew that? Because that's the Holy Spirit's warning, Right? That's God saying, hey, I need you to have strength to fight what's coming. You can't use your energy in these games. And I didn't even play well in those games. <laughs> it wasn't even worth it. Right, Jeff? You were there? <laughs> He'd never say so. He's so encouraging and nice guy. But. but I wonder how much sickness and how much pain we'd be spared if we just listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, right? But how many of you know this is true? We can't blame all sickness on sin. Is that right? We cannot blame all sickness on sin. In John chapter 9, I want to read it to you, verses 1 to 3. 
Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. Now, Jesus is not saying that this man has never sinned ever, but he's saying that the man's sin was not the reason that he was born blind, and it wasn't because of his parents' sin either that he was born blind, but it was that so, it was that so the works of God, the power of God could be displayed in his life. Right? And so Jesus is very clear that sin was not the reason for this specific illness. But you notice the disciples didn't even consider that there was anything else, any other reason? So Jesus, tell us, is it his sin or is it his parents' sin? Right? And I wonder, I wonder if that's still the go-to for the church today. That the church in general, the body of Christ, we see someone sick and we're like, well, guess they're not tithing. <laughs> right? Huh? Well, I guess they shouldn't lose their temper all the time. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, they've obviously got an issue. <laughs> right? And I wonder if we at King's Corner, I wonder if we can make a commitment to respond to sickness better than that. Because it doesn't matter what the reason is. Our job is to love and pray for that person. Right? Can we commit to that? If you can commit to that, say, I will. I will too. Amen. So sin absolutely is a factor in, in sickness. Another one is, is demonic attack or demonic oppression. Okay? And, and, um, and there's often a correlation with demons and sickness in the Bible. So Matthew chapter 8, 16 says, When evening had come, they brought to him, meaning Jesus, many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. I think it's significant that he first cast out the spirits. And then he healed the sick, right? And Jesus gives us, his disciples, that authority. Are you, how many of you are a disciple of Jesus Christ? Okay, well, he gives us this authority in Matthew chapter 10. Jesus called his 12 disciples to give to him and gave them authority, watch this, to drive out impure, demon, demonic spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. Did you know that you have that authority and power in Jesus? And look at Mark chapter 9, verses 26 to 29. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. And this is what he said, you deaf and mute spirit, he said. I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit, the demonic spirit in this person shrieked, convulsed the person violently, and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet 
and he stood up. And he was healed. This boy was healed. And so the reason he was deaf and mute was because he was attacked from the enemy. This was a spirit, a demon of sickness that caused this boy to be deaf and mute. But once Jesus rebuked the demonic spirit, cast out the demonic spirit, this boy was healed. So it had nothing to do with sin or, or faith or unbelief, but it was a demonic spirit that caused this boy to be deaf and mute. So sometimes this is a spiritual battle. It's not a physical battle, right? So Jesus recognized that, dealt with the demon, and so that the boy could be healed. Okay, but we need to also understand that not every sickness is demonic, not every sickness is a lack of faith. Not every sickness is unbelief. Not every sickness is because of sin. But you know, one of the biggest reasons we get sick in the first place is because we live in this natural world. This natural world is a fallen world. Is that true? It's just like with sin. The penalty of sin has been paid. Is that true? By Jesus Christ. Jesus also broke the power of sin. We don't have to sin anymore if we don't want to because the power of sin has been broken. But how many of you know that sin is still present in this world and we're still influenced by sin? We still get tempted. We still make mistakes. We're still impacted by the sin of other people, right? And so it is with healing. The penalty of sickness has already been paid. Amen? The power of sickness is broken. By Jesus' stripes, we are healed, right? So Jesus broke the power of sickness, but sickness is still present in this world. We're still influenced by sickness, and we can still get sick. You know, I, I, was, I was subbing this week at Regina Christian School. Sometimes I sub there. I used to be a teacher before I was a pastor. And, and uh, it was on Monday. And I, at one point during the day, I was just sitting at the front. I gave the students what they were supposed to do. Subbing is the sweetest gig in the world, I, I tell you. Like, I was just like, do this, and I'll never have to think about it again. <laughs> and anyway, so, so I give them their thing. They're all working on their thing. And I swear, as I'm looking around, I saw 12 different ways I could get sick from these kids. <laughs> like, it was so gross. <laughs> you know, and they're just, they're just like coughing everywhere. <laughs> just over everybody, over everything. Right, they're wiping their noses and going like this and then touching everybody and touching the doorknobs that I touch. I mean, I just saw all these different ways I could get sick from these gross grade fives. <laughs> right? And, and so it's not always a spiritual thing. Sometimes it's because sickness is present in this fallen world. And not just viruses and colds and things but accidents, 
right? That we have accidents, that we fall and we hurt ourselves. Or I remember one time I, I woke up in the morning and I just stretched. just went, ah. And something happened in my back. I was out for four days. I was on my back for four days, right? And I don't think it was because of sin in my life at the time. It's just living in a fallen world. Stuff like that happens. How many of you know that also death is present in a fallen world? Now, as believers, we, we can be excited that Jesus defeated death. Is that right? And a believer doesn't actually die, but we just go to be with Jesus. But that's how we go to be with Jesus. We have to die. Right? That the death rate is 100%. And, and just consider this for a minute. All the people that Jesus healed... All of them are dead. Isn't that incredible? When you think about that? Everyone that Jesus healed is now dead. Hopefully, most of them, they're all, most of them, hopefully all of them are with Jesus. But, but they're dead. They, they still died, right, to go be with Jesus. Okay? And, and that's what it means to be in a fallen world. Our bodies break down. When I turned 40... There was aches and pains that I did not know existed. But once I turned, it was, it was bizarre. Once I turned the age of 40, it's all of a sudden like, what the, what is this? What? I don't understand. And I'm just in pain all the time. This sermon's more for me than anybody else, I think. But even if, if um, the reason we get sick is natural, I don't believe we should ever tolerate sickness in our life. I think we should tolerate sickness the same way we tolerate sin. Except, maybe that's not a good way to say that. Um, if, if you don't tolerate sin, then that's how you should tolerate sickness. But if you tolerate sin, then don't tolerate sickness that way. Um, But what I'm trying to say is our attitude towards sickness should be the same as sin, okay, to to eliminate it from our life. Um, You know, when I was young, I used to get um, cold sores around my mouth and in my mouth. Um, How many of you ever had cold sore before? They're, They're so nasty. I hate them. And so I would get them pretty bad. And I'd, I'd have them for like two or three weeks at a time. Okay? And so I didn't kiss a lot of girls during that time. <laughs> and so maybe it was a good thing. But anyway, so I'd get these cold sores. And, um, and they were horrible. And I hated them. But there's one point in my life, I think, where I just came to a point in, in my faith. Where I just said, I'm not going to tolerate this anymore. I don't have to tolerate this anymore. And, and so I started to pray. As soon as I felt that cold sore coming, I started to pray against it. And, and now what happens is when a cold sore comes, and if you've had cold sores, a lot of you put your hand up, you, you know when it's coming, right? You feel uh, just, it's that gross, yucky feeling. You're, oh, cold sore's coming. And so now even when I feel it coming, or when I see it just start to form, okay, I just immediately say, in the name of Jesus, I command you to die. That's what I say to it. And, and what I, I swear, this often what happens is it immediately is gone. 
or often what happens is whatever has formed, immediately it just dies. And then within a day or two, I can just kind of pick it off my face. Isn't that, isn't that pleasant? And, and so... <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, but, but I think that attitude, I think that attitude is what I think keeps a lot of people sick, that attitude of just contentment. Just whatever the world gives me, I'm just going to go through the process of being sick and taking medicine until I get better. And, and when we go back and look at that story in John chapter 5 at the pool of Bethesda, the first thing Jesus asked that man, the man he healed of being paralyzed, the first thing he asked him was, do you want to be well? What a strange question for someone who's sick. You'd think the answer is, of course I want to be well. Let me ask you this question. Do you think Jesus asked any silly questions? No, he didn't. So he asked that question because he discerned that this man was content being sick. He was sick for 38 years. He was used to being sick, right? And, and him trying to become well, it, it, it probably just became going through motions. So the first thing Jesus asked him, listen, God wants you well, but I need to know first, do you want to be well? And I think we need to ask ourselves that question in our sickness. Do you really want to be well? Or are you content with whatever the enemy gives you, with whatever comes into your life? Are you content with that? Okay? But if you're not, then you might have to fight for it. And you might have to labor in your faith for it. And you might have to pray and believe and declare healing in the finished works of the cross in your life. Okay, but no matter what the reason we get sick, no matter what the reason, whether it's, whether it's lack of faith or unbelief or sin or demonic oppression or living in a fallen world, we don't have to tolerate it. We don't have to tolerate it. Okay, this is the reason you don't have to tolerate it. Number one, God wants you well. Number two, Jesus shed his blood for your healing. And number three, Jesus gave you authority and power over every demon and every sickness or disease. So why in the world would we tolerate sickness? Are you with me? Okay. I'm going to spend the most time on this last one, okay? Most very dry today. The last factor that I want to talk about, the last reason to help answer the why questions in healing is God's sovereignty. God's sovereignty. Okay? I think we have to be very careful of any teaching, any doctrine of healing that doesn't leave room for God's sovereignty. Okay. How many of you know that God is sovereign? Okay, that means God is the supreme ruler of this world and every world. That means that he is the highest authority. That God has all power. 
God sees all things. God knows all things. His perspective is perfect. And ultimately, he makes the rules and the decisions. Okay? Now, when I say that God is sovereign, I don't believe that God's sovereignty trumps his word. I don't believe that. Okay? And we can, we can talk about that if you want. But I don't believe God's ever going to change or break his word. I believe he's faithful to his word and his word endures forever. Is that true? That we can trust his word, we can trust his promises, we can stand firm in his word regarding healing. If it says by Jesus stripes we're healed, then that's the truth. And that's the end of it. Because God said so. That's his word. So I don't believe that God's sovereignty cancels out his word. Okay? But I do believe that his sovereignty definitely comes into play with the timing of his healing. The timing of his healing. And I think that's the part that causes a lot of why questions. Right? Like, God, I don't, I don't get it. Why? Why not now? Okay? But his word leaves room for his sovereignty, and that's important. His word leaves room for his sovereignty. In Acts chapter 3, it talks about the lame man at the temple gate called Beautiful. Okay? And so there's a lame man, and every day he's brought to the temple gates, and he's, he's brought there so that he can beg for money. And, and, and Peter's coming by, and he asks Peter for money, and, and Peter says, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. We have that same authority that Peter has. Do you know that? We can say that to someone. And look what happens in verse, verses 7 to 8. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with him, with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. Isn't that amazing? So this man was healed, okay? But this is what I want us to understand about this scripture. In verse number two, it says that every day this man was carried to the temple gate. Every day. So I don't think it's just possible. I think it's very, very, very likely that Jesus knew this man and saw this man. And every day, Jesus walked by this man when he went to the temple. Why didn't Jesus heal him? Jesus only did God's will. And I think this is where God's sovereignty comes in. His timing. It's not that God didn't want him well, but in God's wisdom, in knowing the big picture, in his perfect timing, God deemed that he, would, that he should be healed by Peter at that moment. Right? Scripture leaves room for God's sovereignty. In Psalm chapter 6, David prays for healing and it didn't come right away. But then in Psalm chapter 30 and verse 2, we see that he was healed. But that healing did not come immediately. Okay? 
And then in Psalm 35, we see that David prays for other people, but they didn't get healed, even though he fasted. Verse 13 to 14, yet when they were ill, I put on sackcloth and humbled myself with fasting. When my prayers returned to me unanswered, I went about mourning as though for my friend or brother. I bowed my head in grief as though weeping for my mother. So even though he fasted, I thought that was significant. Because we're not saved by or healed by works, but we're saved and healed by grace. And I think fasting is very important. I think tremendous things happen when we fast and miracles happen when we fast, but we don't fast to make God do stuff for us. That's not the purpose of fasting, right? I'm not saying that was what David was doing. I'm just, I'm just giving you some free, some free, this is even part of the message actually. This is just some free stuff about fasting. But we fast so that we can come into agreement with him. That's why we fast. We get our heart in line with his heart. Right? And then there's that blind man that was blind since birth that we talked about in John chapter 9. Right? Jesus said he was healed so that the, the works of God, the power of God could be revealed in his life. But, but why, why then? Why didn't God heal him when he was age 5 or age 15 or age 25? Why did God decide to heal him then? It's because he knew that Jesus healing him at that moment would bring, the, would bring the, the greatest glory to God. That God's power revealed in his life at that specific moment wouldn't just impact his faith, but all the people that have seen him blind for years and impact us in our faith and the millions and millions of people that have read about this in the word of God. And so we need to learn to trust in God's sovereignty. Because the truth is, <coughs> went down the wrong thing. The truth is, one way or another, we will be healed. Whether it's this life or the next. It sounds like a cop-out. I used to think that was a cop-out. I did. I thought, you know what? That's just someone trying to justify their sickness or, or someone trying to justify this person died because of, of sickness and they're just trying to justify it somehow. But it's 100% true. As Christians, if we're not healed here, we will be one day. Amen? I remember when I worked at Cornerstone Christian School um, in Moose Jaw there, my principal, George Falk, um, became sick and, uh, with cancer, and he died of, of cancer. And I, uh, he, he wasn't just my, my principal, he was, he was my friend. It's like Thomas was saying about, about Brother Abe. And, um, and I was convinced, I was convinced he was not supposed to die. I believed 100% that he was supposed to be healed. And I was very angry when he died. And I wasn't angry at God. I wasn't. I, 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 felt, like, I felt like we blew it. I felt like we didn't believe enough. I felt like 
you know, I just was angry at all the attitudes and the comments that people were making about George when he was sick and then when he died. And it was a struggle for me. I was so angry because I felt like we just, we just didn't do enough. And so I went to George's funeral and I was simmering because I knew someone was going to say something stupid. Like, well, I guess God just needed one more angel. You know, I understand that people say things at funerals to try and comfort. I get that. But that was not going to bring me comfort. That was going to put me over the edge if someone said something like that. And I was just so frustrated. And Garth Reeser, Marilyn's stepson Garth, who just went to be with the Lord this last year, he was speaking at at the funeral. He was giving the message. And I had a horrible attitude when I saw Garth walk up there. Didn't even know Garth. Got to know him well afterwards. Awesome man of God. And Garth proceeded to say how he too was just struggling with George's death. Like, how, like why, why did he die at age 50? And he was just struggling with it. And, and he just didn't understand it. But, but then he said something that absolutely impacted me. And he said, maybe, maybe George did everything he was supposed to do by age 50. And, and, and that just never even dawned on me ever, once. That George fulfilled his purpose and it was just his time to go be with Jesus. In other words, Garth was saying, in God's sovereignty... God decided to heal George in heaven. And when he said that, the Holy Spirit just said, that's right. That's right. And it just confirmed in my spirit. And I was able to, to just have peace. I was able to have peace. My, my frustration, my confusion, my anger, it was gone like that. And I was able to rest in God's sovereignty that his sovereignty just gave me peace. And it just made sense to me. Yeah, maybe George was done everything he was supposed to do. I mean, Jesus was done everything by age 33. George got 17 more years than that, right? But the bottom line was this. George was healed. That's the bottom line. George was healed, right? And it didn't happen the way that I thought it should. I mean, I was ready to go up to the casket and start praying over him. It did not happen the way that I thought it should, but trusting in his sovereignty, that's what gave me the peace. But we have to know that there's going to be many times in this life where we're not going to know the why. And, you know, I can, I can come and I can try and give us understanding of some of the reasons we get sick and we don't get healed. But the truth is there's going to be lots of times where we're not going to know the answer. And that's the time that we need to trust that he does. We need to trust that God is God. Amen? And can I just say this? What is so bad about going to be with Jesus? (laughs) 
When a Christian dies of sickness, it is never a defeat to go be with Jesus. Even if there were some preventable reasons for why that person died, we're never settling for second best to go be with Jesus. But that is the victory of the cross, that we get to go be with Jesus. And I promise you that no one has ever died of a sickness and gone to be with Jesus and felt like they just got the short end of the stick. That has never happened. They don't feel remorse or regret. Oh, I wish I could add a few more years. Are you kidding me? They're with Jesus. They're with the one who loves them the most. George has been with Jesus for 15 years now. And I don't believe once that he felt wronged or depressed or failed or that he failed. That he was healed in heaven instead of being healed here. Because he's with Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't say, I don't speak about God's sovereignty so we can use it as an excuse. But I talk about God's sovereignty because, because we just, we have to trust when we don't understand. When we don't have the answers, he does. Amen? Amen. I'm going to invite our, our prayer team forward, invite our worship team forward. And, and uh, we're just going to spend a little time in worship and in prayer. And if you're here this morning and, and you would like, uh, you, 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 maybe you have some kind of illness, maybe kind of sickness. It doesn't have to be physical. It can be spiritual. It can be emotional. It can be uh, mental health. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Let's come forward. I'm going to challenge you to not tolerate sickness in your life. And, and let's, let's come forward believing that God wants us well. Amen? Believing in the finished works of Jesus. So um, I'm going to invite everyone to stand. We're going to sing this, this last song here. And if you'd like prayer for healing, or maybe you'd like to stand in the gap for someone else that you know is sick, okay? Then I'm going to invite you to come forward too and just let Gary and Brenda and Sean and Lynn, just let them know uh, what you need prayer for. And, and we're going to believe together. We're going to come into agreement with God and his word. Amen. Amen.